Hey guys, welcome back. BDC Care here. We're back with season eight, episode 51 of our weekly Q and A videos. Uh, now, normally we're, we're going to start off in a bit of a different order because normally we've been recently trying to get through a backlog, right? Where we pull comments when we see that they're worth answering. And then we start from the oldest and work our way up. And from our sort of little mini hiatus, it, people didn't stop asking good comments. We just stopped answering them yeah. uh, shortly. So we're, we're trying to get caught up. Although uh, I think people are less likely to care about a comment that they made a month ago, but that's, that's more our fault than any, anyone else's. Right. Uh, but we're going to do a recent one this time because it's related to a recent video and there's a lot to talk about. With yeah, it. a lot to unpack. I think it's really relevant. I think we would be doing a disservice to the topic if we delayed it. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's just the preface for this, which is also going to be a long comment. So this comes from PPD343. Um, and are they going to read the whole thing or are we yeah, going to so break it up? It's hard so to say. I want to talk about it sort of um, in, in the context first. Mm -hmm. I think there are comments that we strongly disagree with. And one of the arguments against giving this error is that it propagates it. But I mm -hmm. think it really, to really get the proper flavor and really get a sense of how um, these kind of bad faith arguments work, it probably makes a lot of sense to deconstruct the whole thing that, rather than trying to summarize it mm -hmm. and then going at the bigger details. Because I think a lot of this, this is very typical of the kind of stuff that you'll see online. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Okay, so yeah. let, let, let's just read the comment. Uh it says, wow, you guys think showing papers in normal everyday behavior is a good thing? I did not realize that Canada has gone full Nazi. It is a 100% fact this vaccine does not inhibit spread at all. That is a fact. It is not debatable. These mitigation strategies have not worked at all. The best you can say about this vaccine is that it may inhibit symptoms. You two are making a lot of assumptions about so-called anti-vaxxers. You want to mandate a vaccine that does not inhibit infection or spread by force to everyone? And see, I almost want to stop because we specifically said we didn't want to do it by force. That was like one of the actual. I feel really like, I feel like doing it by points. force now. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, like, but that was like one of my really strong sticking points. Actually, yeah. was that I specifically didn't want to do it by force to anyone, well, and I thought that people should be. This is one another one of those points, right? When, in these bad faith arguments, a lot of times they aren't very careful about their reading. They're they've got these sort of ready talking points yeah they slap onto whatever situation no matter mm -hmm. what happens so it's not again not really good faith because they don't even care what you say it's just an opportunity to blather on yeah about their i was going to say factual errors but why don't we just call them lies very simple and clean yeah because that was like that was like one of my biggest points actually was that i think everybody should be allowed to make their own decision i just think that there are consequence of that anyways we're yeah. getting uh that's incredibly disturbing and not based in any science uh you may as well sponsor this video by pfizer the creator of the mrna vaccine talks about on a daily basis how mrna technology can be incredibly dangerous long term that is why it hasn't been used everywhere you look the highest vaccinated countries and areas inevitably have a new wave that have nothing to do with unvaccinated you will be mandated a third dose like israel and canada it is a certainty why if the vaccine works so well and if it doesn't work so well, why do you want to forcibly inject people? Look at Singapore, look at the UK, look at Israel. Highest vaccination rates in the world and their highest case numbers ever. There have been thousands of deaths from the vaccines and millions of injuries in the United States. You obviously have not seen the date. I'm assuming they meant data. data yeah. um, the best part about is you will never go back to normal. Never. Canada is full-blown totalitarian and will be forever. Just look at how you two think. It is unbelievable. 
You two are scared to be in public while vaccinated. You have absolutely no value in what makes life wonderful. You like your comic cons? Well, they're gone forever. The reason? <laughs> Look in the mirror. You follow liars in your government. Okay. Um, the comic cons. I mean, we're not even talking about... We're talking about science fiction fantasy convention. Yeah. Again, not, not that it, it matters or it's important, but it's... There's several funny things, actually. Are you going to say that you're going to be going to the World Fantasy Convention, probably? I am going to the World Fantasy Convention. Yeah. Uh, in in Montreal in a couple weeks. And the other thing that's very funny is that there was just a huge uh, nerd convention. There was a huge, like, um, fan expo in Toronto just happened. Right. And the voice actor for Squidward was there. Oh, yeah? The voice actor for Zuko from Avatar was there. Um, the voice actor... Uh, the voice actor who played like Timmy Turner and a bunch of other things. Uh, Timmy Turner, so Timmy Turner's, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say as a woman, I, yeah. I didn't think you know a lot of those. Like, Do, young I think I just I think boy is voice actor like the the gender neutral term. I don't know voice actor specifically a gender. Well, I, term, think, I think I think actor is a, ge- yeah. a gender neutral term. It's when they started doing stuff like actress, yeah. where they're specifically making because mm-hmm. actor is somebody who does something that was never. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, everybody acts, and you're an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the funny thing is, there just was a huge convention in toronto and i think there was some limited seating but you know there was like a lot of people who were there and masked and the reason why they were there is because they have the vax like the reason why it can happen right now is because the vaccine is out there and a lot of people are vaccinated i don't know if they had to show vaccination proof or not uh it was never something that i was planning on going to but it's very funny that they're like this is never going to happen uh when it's happening literally yeah like every time i open my tiktok i see like another video of like somebody like at Fan Expo Toronto, right, right. and I think it was just this weekend. I think it's over now, uh, but it, it's it's very funny because, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. th- I don't know. They probably don't live in. They might live in Canada. They may not live in Canada. But right. if they lived near where we were, the events that they're telling us are never going to come back because the way that we live are. Uh, I, we're waiting for them to stop. Yeah, they're, they're, they <laughs> they're ha- back they're happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but um, that's that's almost besides so, the point. So let's break it down a little bit of time. I mean, you think showing papers is normal everyday behavior is a good thing. I did not realize Canada's gone full Nazi. And that's your first warning, right? Like when you have to, instead of actually making your point with the real, like factual arguments mm-hmm. and you start off by name calling, then y- you already get a feel that, you know, it's not going in the the most intellectually rigorous places. Yeah, well, it, there's, there's a lot. Like, yeah, okay, having to show papers based off of an essentialist thing and having the punishment be death is, yeah. like, one very specific thing. Well, but there's a million times that you need documents well, come on. to do things. Yeah, clearly he hates Costco. I, I personally really like Costco <laughs> because they're good to their employees. Yeah. The ratio between their um, top CEO salary to mm-hmm. their frontline workers yeah. is probably the lowest among like big companies like that yeah i, uh, I mean it, you you need yeah you need a costco membership to get into costco you need, you need to show it every time you need a passport to leave the country you need a driver's license to get in your car and you don't technically need to show it every time but like the, the idea is that oh, you should yeah. your insurance papers uh, have too. it ready yeah right, you, you, right. there's a lot of there's a lot of paper there's a lot of documents that you need yeah to do a lot of things and in a lot of places that you don't need documents for stuff is mostly because that stuff has already been worked out and right. that everybody on an individual basis has already seen it. Like you're like to do university right. or school, right? I right. mean, there are places where you have to have badges to get into your workplace. Go to the gym. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the, the only places that they don't make you show those are there's, there's a huge amount of stuff that you need to be registered in a system and have right. a specific right. changeable status be verified. So, 
yeah. To so just we live. I mean, most people get that. We I don't think we have to belabor that. Yeah. But even that paragraph is a hundred percent fact that this vaccine does not inhibit spread at all, which is a lie. And then they go on to say to reinforce that lie to say that is a fact. It is not debatable. It literally is not debatable because it's clear that it actually decreases spread. Not a hundred percent. I mean, this is a different tact than what you usually see because, you know, it doesn't com- uh, stop the spread and that argument that it's not 100% means that it's not worth doing, Yeah, which is also a dumb argument by itself, but this is actually worse. Yeah, I don't know what sources even vaguely reputable would be giving you that. Yeah. Not even, not telling you that because no vaguely reputable source would tell you that. But I don't even know what vaguely reputable source is giving right. you that opinion because there's a huge amount of anti-vax sources right. that actually take a much gentler stance on what vac how vaccines aren't helpful there even a lot of the anti-vax stuff uh seeds more ground than that opinion so it's weird and i think part of it is that if they want to appeal to people who are actually having concerns like in good faith like they actually have legitimate concerns and that's totally okay i actually don't mind people who are worried about things this is how it declares itself as being bad faith right by taking stuff that's relatively well-known, mm-hmm. easily established, easily fact-checked, yeah. and lies to your face about that. Yeah, and I, I also think it's functionally a good thing to have people challenging ideas, because I think yeah. when you challenge ideas, um, that's when they get to be, you know, stand up to rigor, and people get to address them and find right. the sort of other right. side. So if somebody goes, oh, well, vaccines aren't that helpful, they only do this, blah, 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 right? If yeah. they're making people not get vaccinated, that's a little bit damaging, but I think in my mind that yeah. that's a if that's an opportunity for somebody to come in with facts and yeah. if they do a good job say no this is how it actually works and this is why you know that that idea instead of just being this unchallenged unquestioned thing all yeah. of a sudden has stood up to a little bit of pressure on it and right. if the idea stands up then that's you know even better uh indication that it's true so i in general i actually like people challenging stuff even when i feel like it should be a basic fact well, but the issue that you run into is that this isn't challenging it this is just making up stuff yeah see this is what i mean so if you're challenging it and you're expressing um concern that sometimes is camouflage for people who really want to do this what the, yeah. what this person is doing is just make up stuff um so it, it doesn't, it, they're saying it doesn't inhibit spread and it may, capital may. I, I love the way you read this actually, where you captured a lot of the the nuance of this um, yeah. and the unhinged nature of this comment. Uh, so it, it's not that it may inhibit symptoms. What it does, it's actually been really effective in reducing the number of people who end up in hospital and even better at reducing the number of people in um, the ICU. Yeah, it saves lives. Right. And what I see, the more subtle argument I often see is that when people point out to, um, they misinterpret stuff and say, oh, look, this this says that it doesn't make a difference. And then you can go to it and you can see it, but then it's, it's actually addressable. And that brings me to the next point where they talk about the creator of the mRNA vaccine talks about on a daily basis how mRNA technology can be incredibly dangerous long term. That is why it hasn't been used. And so when you have vague statements like this, they're not non-attributable so you don't you don't name anybody. You can't go to what they're saying. But if I had to make a guess in terms of listening to this sort of anti-vaccine um, rhetoric, one of the things I've seen is that all right. So first, mRNA vaccine was not one person creating it. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch, a lot of different people um, talking about it. The most common sort of lie about it, though, is that people say that the Moderna, one of the companies, one of the two companies that have been responsible for the biggest mm-hmm. mRNA vaccines. Uh, they, they try to say that they said that, that person said that the mRNA vaccines alter DNA, which is not true. It's a little bit more nuanced and complicated, but basically he's saying that there's a huge amount of potential 
And anti-vax people have interpreted that as saying, oh, it's real dangerous. It's going to mess up your DNA, which is, again, not true if you have any understanding of how mRNA is actually working. Yeah. And so the, th- that's the problem is that we have to assume that that's what this person meant. If not, right. they can totally point us towards whoever is talking about it on a daily basis. Right. Right. And I I assume that even if you think that's true, you think that's an exaggeration, because I'm 100% right. sure you're not going to be able to find anybody who is the creator of the mRNA vaccine, yeah. which is not a real position, who is saying literally every single day, um, making the same statement. Right. I don't know, like checking on a Twitter saying, hey, good morning, by the way, mRNA changes DNA, right? Right? Doesn't seem... See, and what, what we're seeing here is actually a really good example of the Gish Gallop. And so that's like a rhetorical um, strategy where you... Th- somebody who's arguing in bad faith throws up so much junk and says so many things that that can be refuted on like from dozens of different angles makes it really hard to respond because i if if you don't have the information then you have to look it all up yeah if you do have the information deciding which part to go at if you're gonna this is why debates are never good to me or never seem (laughs) useful to me because it's not so much an idea of who's actually got the best information it's who can sound the most convincing yeah and sometimes saying a bunch of stuff if with no regard for whether any of it's true sounds way more convincing than somebody who's actually trying to be careful yeah. and saying exactly what's true without overstating stuff mm-hmm. yeah if if you assume that both people are well researched and you know making fair claims if one person comes out and is making these really strong claims and making a lot of claims the other person is going well you know you're not fully capturing it. You're yeah. going to go, oh, wow, that guy's saying a lot of stuff. <laughs> right, That right. guy's kicking the other guy's butt. Right. Uh, or that person's kicking the other person's butt. Anybody can participate in a debate. But yeah. uh, you're going to go, wow, one of them one of them is getting up there. And they seem real passionate and fired up. And the other, the other person is just shuffling around their papers like a nerd <laughs> and saying well, so, all this, you know, whatever. So th- I think this is also another example of the difficulty with our, our electoral system and political parties and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That it, it's become so much less an issue of who's got the best plan for what to do and more well this political leader would i want to have a beer or a coffee with them and i think that's the wrong approach and i think that's one of the problems with say somebody like justin trudeau where part of the reason he's he was elected prime minister was because he was charismatic he's a good looking guy yeah he seems kind of cool he seems like he's fun to hang around yeah and um He's, he's done a few pretty rotten things. The problem, yeah. the other problem on top of that, though, is it's not like we have a great alternative because with first-past-the-post system, yeah. um, Aaron O'Toole is a bigger tool. And Yeah, we have a better alternative, but uh, Jagmeet Singh was not going to win, Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where were we? It was the... So the creator of mRNA vaccine. Okay. So the next part is so, everywhere you look, the highest vaccinated countries and areas inevitably have a new wave that has nothing to do with the unvaccinated, which is a weird... It, it's a stupid argument, I think. Um, because if you look at it... Hold on. Um, the first thing, nothing to do with the unvaccinated is a really weird thing to say because you can't make that claim. There's just... I couldn't make the claim that uh, a new wave only had to do with the unvaccinated, even if every single person who was getting tested right. was unvaccinated. There's, like, the real world is so complicated but, that there's, you yeah. couldn't, uh, you can make that claim in any direction no matter what. That's just not ever going to be, like, verifiable. But on, right, but this person's taken the step 
beyond making it unverifiable. He, they've actually made it verifiable and made it blatantly a lie. Yeah. So when you talk about, um, look at Singapore, look at UK, look at Israel, highest vaccination rates in the world and their highest case numbers ever, which is not true. If, uh, link in the description too, um, the highest actually is United Arab Emirates, 96%. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we ignore some of the smaller countries that might have a higher percentage, um, because yeah. logistically it's, that kind of stuff is not reproducible. When you look at really small numbers, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot more random in terms of um, what impact it's going to have. Yeah. But Singapore is one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh place with only 81%. And so if Singapore out of that group is a top, and let's see, what, what did I say? Was that seventh? Yeah. Eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. UK is 15th and Israel is 16th and they're at 73 and 71%. Yeah. So what you're looking at is about 20, at least 20% people who are unvaccinated mm-hmm. and one in five is huge. When you, I think what, one of the things that it's easy to lose sight of is, is the scale of things mm-hmm. where the number of people that need to get sick to totally destabilize your hospital system is not that large. It's like a couple percent. Yeah, because our hospitals aren't built to do that, and especially not the ICU. Mm-hmm. So first part, it's a lie. I mean, th- these aren't the top vaccinated places. And when you look at the one way where Israel is in the news a little bit is maybe that um, they, they've they been doing boosters. So the number of shots they've given to their population is way higher. Yeah. Because they've been pretty aggressive and, and doing a pretty good job getting the, the third shot in. But there's still a large number. In Israel's case, 29% as of filming Today, we mm-hmm. had numbers from yesterday, uh, 29% unvaccinated, like, are not fully vaccinated. Yeah. Um, so it's not the number of doses, it's the number of people vaccinated. And so the, the related problem that's not mentioned here in terms of, but I've seen this argument too, is that in the U.S., for example, if you look at county mm-hmm. breakdown, county by county, and yeah. which counties are getting most vaccines, and whether they're having um, bumps in cases, I've seen one study that was done by a high school student, some other... Um, I don't know, epidemiologist mm-hmm. that was looking at specifically like two week, um, chunks of time. Yeah. Where vaccination rates were high, but caseloads did not drop and stuff. Mm-hmm. Besides the, f- the, the issue of looking at small periods of time mm-hmm. for no particular reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other issue is what, what it looks like the counties and, and states in the, the United States are doing for a lot of them is they're measuring the number of people who are getting vaccinated in that state. Yeah. Now think about that. So besides the issue of, so they're, they're actually having some counties with more than 100% vaccination rate. And how that happens is they're basing it on, uh, they're not counting the people right. So their denominator is wrong. Their census is out of date. So there are actually more people potentially in the area than before than they were counting. Yeah. And they're, because they're counting people who got their vaccines, there are places like Florida where a lot of people come in, mm-hmm. snowbirds, come in to get vaccinated and then leave. Yeah. There's still a bunch of people who live there who still haven't been vaccinated because you're counting all these people from out of state. Yeah. So that's okay. why, so that's why someplace like say Massachusetts where they count people who live there who got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, the numbers are similar in vaccination in Florida, but mm-hmm. based on the, the way they're counting wrong, the vaccination rate in, in Massachusetts is probably way better than Florida. And that's why yeah. Florida is getting hit so hard right now. Yeah, so that it's interesting because like a new wave that have nothing to do with unvaccinated is real is a really weird statement because what I've seen, you know, people talk about um, like one of the arguments I've seen made, which isn't even an argument that he's making here, I don't think, 
uh, but is that if you look at it, like the proportion of vaccinated people getting uh, COVID, right? Right. Uh, verified cases is going up. Um, and the, uh, and going like, oh, well, look, you know, more and more vaccinated people are getting sick. That's, you know, a good sign that it's not working, right? Um, which, you know, that statement yeah. is also not true because it's just, you look at proportions, uh, right. they're still getting better. And the other thing that you also have to look at is how people's behavior changes, where yeah. people were staying home with unvaccinated. And then there's a lot of people who are double vaccinated who are just doing whatever. We're just living life again. Right. And, um, cause it's all, uh, it's all additive. Like yeah. it's all, there are different layers of things that you can mm-hmm. do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's what we've always talked about where each thing is like a certain percent effectiveness. Nothing's a hundred percent effectiveness. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's the same as everything else. It's like when you're masking and social distancing, right, right uh, are two like layers that can reduce it a lot. So if you're vaccinated, masked and social distancing, you're great. If right. you're vaccinated but not masked or social distancing and you're going out and seeing people all the time, uh, you right. might be at an increased risk uh, than you were before. If what before right. you were doing is only mass social distancing, going to the grocery store and nothing else, then yeah, right. you're going to have more opportunities to be exposed right. and you're going to be really testing if that vaccine is working as well as you <laughs> hope it is. I like the way you say it, testing it. Yeah. We're just testing it. Um, You're, you're really going to be sort of making it put the work in. See, and what's interesting too is, again... Not saying it's exactly the same person because I haven't seen this person make the argument on our channel about this, but it's funny how v- it's very similar that the same people who are, who don't understand how proportions work. Cause I'll tell you something. If we had 100% vaccination, all the cases of infection would be vaccinated people. Mm-hmm. I wish that were the case, but proportional speaking, yeah. that these are the same, these are the same people that are associating with racists who somehow don't understand how proportion or, or sorry, really understand how proportion works mm-hmm. when they're trying to make a racist case against crime Mm -hmm. so there's a lot going on but see oh so here's the thing too i mean it it feels like hypocrisy it feels like inconsistencies and it's you know self-contradictions if you think that rationality is what they're going for what they're really going for is that listen this is something they don't want to do and they're trying to justify it so they'll fling any reason out not that they believe it but somehow that it will act as a justification for them not having to do these yeah. things. So, um, the, yeah, there is a consistency there, but not mm-hmm. the kind of consistency that you'd actually want in somebody who's speaking it's, to you in good it's faith. It's not an intellectual consistency. It's a, right. it's a opinion consistency. Um, and so the, there's one other thing that we sort of skipped over, which is you will be mandated a third dose like Israel and Canada. It is a certainty. Why if the vaccine works so well? Oh, so actually Canada hasn't mandated a third dose yet. But we're allowed we, to. we probably, I would it'll like probably to. be a good idea to get a third dose. So that part is like, you know. Yeah. And, but that, as a, as an argument that, you know, yeah. well, it needs a certain number of doses. That's kind of stupid because if you look at, say, hepatitis B, mm-hmm. you get two in school, but the actual, um, ideal, uh, dosage for that is three. Hepatitis A is three. Um, the childhood vaccinations for tetanus, diphtheria, polio, pertussis, um, that's four dose course at two months four months six months and 18 yeah. months and tetanus actually you still get a lifetime dose every 10 mm-hmm. years there's a yearly flu vaccine there's yeah. nothing about vaccines well, I, i'm sure they'd argue against vaccines yearly for the flu yeah too. i know but there, there's nothing about vaccines that says like if they're good enough you should get be able to get exactly a certain number then stop forever yeah. that's never <laughs> that's never been something yeah uh that's been true about vaccines and it's a weird, like, well, if the two work so well, yeah, why would you have a third? It's like, you know, 
well, if you're trying to tell me that knee pads and elbow pads are so effective in preventing injuries, why you also have to wear a helmet? Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, you know, they're putting more, if it's good, more of a good thing is a lot <laughs> more, more protection is often, is often good. Uh, and in, but in certain situations, you know what I mean? Like at some point the, there's sometimes some things that get better are more as you add more. And some things, there's a balance that you find. But it's not an argument one way or another because until you actually understand the system that you're talking about, which I don't think this person does, then it's just a nonsensical argument. Like, it it has no relevance at all. Mm -hmm. Um, If $5 is so good, tell me why you want $10. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was a good one. Yeah. Um... But it here's but there's a lie in it too, right? This again, more gish gallop. So, you know, Canada's mandated a third Canada has not. Canada hasn't it's mandated any vaccines. Yeah. Canada hasn't even mandated one. Yeah. Um because yeah, anyways. Um and the the more I I hear these kind of arguments, and the more I see where yeah. individual workplaces have mandated vaccines, the more I think it really would make a lot of sense to do it, if only because um, it seems like it's effective. Yeah. But the problem is, I think Can doesn't have the teeth to do it. Cause what are you going to do? Arrest all these people? It's not, that's not, it's not practical. Yeah. So that, that's another thing. They said Canada's full blown totalitarian and will be forever. Just look at how you two think it is unbelievable. Canada has very consistently at every step of the line done less and interfered in people's lives less than I think they probably would have been justified doing. Yeah. It, I've been disappointed, actually. I think if if it had been t- if Canada had taken a harder line the same way Australia had, yeah. we would have been, and then protected the border or just yeah. uh, guarded the borders a little bit harder, then I think this could have been over a lot faster. Yeah. Um, so obviously, if you're a libertarian or if you really believe the government shouldn't be doing anything, you probably think that Canada has done too much. But what's what's funny is if you're using us as an example of why you think Canada's being really restrictive, we, I think that a lot of their the stuff that they put in place has been pretty limp, yeah. and I think they haven't done enough, <laughs> and n- almost none of my behavior has been informed by what Canada has and has not allowed me to do. It's yeah. exclusively been informed by what I think personally is safe for me and the people around me, right. because I, I've always been doing something that's more extreme than what Canada's forcing me to do. I'm still doing it right now. So my behavior is entirely uncoupled from what Canada wants me to do. It's entirely related to how dangerous I think COVID is. How dare you, Canada? So it's it's weird. And also, like, I don't think the government uh, has in any significant way influenced how I feel about the virus. I think actually... Yeah. Uh, when I've looked at it, I've been like, wow, I mean, they're not doing a great job disseminating information. They're not doing a very good yeah. job telling us what's going on. The restrictions are kind of weak. And I haven't had to keep up with the restrictions because I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing more than that anyway. So you're going to tell me that I'm allowed to, you know... To go to the gym now without any limits? Yeah, you're going to tell me I'm allowed to go to the gym and I'm going to go, okay, thanks, I'm not going to. <laughs> so it's weird. It's weird for them to be like, you guys are what's making the government totalitarian because I'm... For, we have no imp- we have no impact on the government we're not yeah. we're not and, in and, any way informing what the government does at all and we're also mostly ignoring it cuz we're just doing personal safety stuff so right, right. you know yeah. i it just it doesn't make any sense but. yeah um and so uh, let's keep on going on this there have been thousands of deaths 
from the vaccines and millions of injuries in the United States, you obviously have not seen the data. So here's the other thing, another talking point, and I think they're getting it wrong a little bit. If they'd done it better, they would be complaining that uh, it's not specifically the data. There's something in the States called the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Yeah. It's people self-reporting stuff that happens. It's not checked. It's basically, um, basically people have free freedom to say whatever they want it's it's a slightly more formal sounding internet comment section basically yeah and so the same people who don't believe the data on the number of deaths and data that we get from hospitals and doctors uh as far as you know the wild infection goes Mm. very often these are the same people who think that self-reported data is like some sort of gold standard and we have to hold it in high esteem because this shows again it, it shows what they want to see and again, it's this sort of contradictory thing. It's not because any of the reasons matter. It's because they've reached the conclusion is that they don't want to do these things. Mm-hmm. They're flinging stuff and to the wall and hoping something sticks. And if some of it contradicts itself, who cares? Right? That's the, I mean, this is how I'm characterizing what they're saying. But they're um, basically, they just don't want to do stuff. Any reason they'll get them from doing stuff is enough. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I've seen this too, not in, in this this particularly worded argument, but I've seen arguments that um, the side effects of other things like public health measures have resulted in more suicides. Yeah. When in fact, suicides are down. The number of people mm-hmm. committing suicide during the pandemic has actually dropped. And there's an interesting story or interesting rationale behind that. Um, and if we have time, we'll talk about it, but I feel like we're going to run out of time Yeah, we're, today. we're pretty much... Yeah, so this this was a, a weird comment. Like, you'll never go back to normal ever is another weird thing. Because it's like, I mean, we caught, we're figuring out what normal is. And, it, and, and normal is never static, right? Yeah. Like if we say you'll never figure out what normal is. If you look at the, um, the whole boom of the comic book industry in the 90s, where there was a push towards trying to squeeze more money out of collectors so they'd have, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of... Um, alternate covers and limited editions. Yeah, we'll never get back to what it was before because now that the companies have figured out a way to squeeze more money at collectors, mm-hmm. they're never going to stop. Yeah. And so, so stuff changes. And that's my sort of weak way, I guess, trying mm-hmm. to pull it back to justice. Because I remember, again, I was collecting comics in the 90s. And um, you look at the the numbers of comics, mm-hmm. way higher than they are now. But even then, it was still way lower than they were in the golden age. Yeah. And the first, the new X-Men comic that came out that Jim Lee drew um, had like five or six different covers. Mm-hmm. And that was, a, a, it, they, they made no bones about hiding the fact that it was basically a money grab. Yeah. Because there's nothing different in the comic. It was just a different cover. It was just a rarity thing, yeah. So, um, <sighs> it's, it's weird. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's one last thing that I think I want to touch on a little bit. It almost doesn't matter for the arguments here but this is just you know you're you're talking about us personally so we can respond to personally because that's yeah. that's easy is that you two are scared to be in public while vaccinated and no we aren't well okay I mean, so can i can i say something about that too because it's 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 not a speaking to us personally is not bad i i do want to make before i let you go because i, I yeah. do want to hear what you want to say but i really want to make this point before i forget is that how is it that it's become such a talking point and people interpret this as an insult when they say you're scared. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it's it's like the argument that people used to make. Well, when they would accuse you of being gay, 
like somehow that was bad. Mm-hmm. Being scared is not bad. It's not. There's no, no moral judgment. There should be no moral judgment. And there's nothing wrong with being fearful about the safety of the people that you care about, yeah. about your own safety and being careful about it. So are people with guns scared and that's why they're carrying guns? I don't care. Like, are people doing stuff because they're scared or they just want to be careful? However you want to characterize it. Being scared is not an insult. It's if, true. Okay, so I, please go ahead. I just want to make sure we get to that. We sort of put that out of the way before we start talking about us personally. Because I don't want it to, I don't want it to seem like somehow that it is an insult. And that's why you're saying that you're not. It's, it's just the way you are. Yeah. And it's a factually bad argument because it is addressed to us. It's but true. It, it's not, it's not a good argument in any case, even if it, we were scared. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, sorry. So you're, no, you're totally right. There's nothing wrong with being scared. And I will say, that's fair, is that we still are, in a lot of situations, maybe uncomfortable to be in certain public situations while right. vaccinated. Right. But it's not for us. I mean, I'd be fine if I got COVID in like, like a 99.99%. Like, there are still vaccinated people who are dying, right? Right. There is still some risk. But, um, it's, it's that sort of background level where there's like risk to walking down the stairs there's risk to doing a lot of things where um if it was just me and i was just looking out for myself uh i would be comfortable pretty much doing whatever i wanted uh you know hanging out with people non-mass whatever else right in the same way that in cold season right i i didn't didn't lock myself up um or if if that was sort of the only consideration if if it was just that i wouldn't care at all but i think that we still have a responsibility to be good to the people around us And, um, so my sort of line that I draw is I think that there are still immunocompromised people, you know, who either can't get the vaccine in the first place or the vaccine is, you know, not going to be helpful to them. I think there are kids that still can't get the vaccine. Right. Right. I think there are, you know, still, uh, populations who are old enough or for other reasons their health is poor enough that they're going to be at sort of a greater personal risk if they get sick anyways and i think that each one of us as an individual can do at least a tiny fractional bit of making sure that the the virus doesn't continue to spread and stay alive so i'd rather not get a minor case of covid on the off chance that i give it to somebody else just so that i'm i'm taking myself out of that sit like the loop out of the system as a as a point for it to spread and sort of hang on a little longer even as the i mean the more generations of virus that are created right the more chance there's going to be mutation yeah and i i also do want to say too i mean I know that the anti-vaxxers or people who aren't vaccinated, I shouldn't say anti-vaxxers, anti-vaxxers is a specific subset of unvaccinated. That unvaccinated people, I'm going to, I want to assume are just people who have concerns in good faith. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ignore all the, the, the a-holes that are actively trying to undermine the efforts of people trying to protect them. And I'm going to hope that, you know, it, that they don't die either because just because they are mistaken, just because they've been brainwashed, does not mean that I want them to die. Yeah, it's true. Actually, that's a, that's a very good point. Even this person, you know, there's even somebody who's separate from this person. Even if you were talking about somebody who is like actively saying that the vaccine is dangerous and trying to get other people to not get vaccinated and causing real harm, I don't think that the punishment for being wrong and maybe a little bit harmful, uh, or not maybe, but like harmful, right? Yeah, uh, is 
getting killed by it in some sort of act of dramatic irony or getting really sick or having lifelong health problems, right? Yeah. I don't like those people, but uh, there, there's no there's no sense in which I think that there should be some cosmic moral judgment where they get sick and die from it. Right. And I go, ha ha, that's what you deserved, right? right. I, I, I'm just, I'm trying to keep people safe. And I, I'm also constantly renegotiating what I think my own personal responsibility is. And I, I think right now I'm erring on the side of caution. I mean, we lost a family member to COVID. We did. And I, I think what's important to me is that I, I want to go out and do stuff. But I also want to act in a way that I know I'm never going to look back and regret and say, I think I was irresponsible and look back and think, I think yeah. I caused harm to people that yeah. I didn't need to. And so I, I'm erring a little bit on the side of caution because it matters to me more to be able to look back and make sure that I'm happy with the decisions I made right. than it does to necessarily, you know, go out and do stuff right now. And I think your, your calculation is different from other people's too, because it'll partly depend on what you think the cost is. When, if you've got years to make up for the lost time now, mm. then it's, it, it costs you less than it's somebody who doesn't expect to live another 10 years. Yeah. And I think that probably has an impact too on how some people who are older are also willing to accept more risk because they feel like if they put it off now, they may never get the chance yeah. to do some of the things that they want to do. And I find it hard to blame those people, especially if they're vaccinated too. Right. You know, I find, I find those people. You know, people people are going to make personal choices. Well, well but it, uh, there's a flip side to it too, right? Because some of those people may also be the ones that are thinking, well, let me put this off. I want to find out more about the long-term effects of the vaccine. And I, I get totally legitimate concern because I have that concern. But the difference is how urgent or how serious you think the current situation is to feel like you have time to do that. And that has everything to do with the kind of information that's being spread about whether the pandemic is serious, which again, the conspiracists have been pushing the narrative that it's first that it's not dangerous and then transitioning to well if it is dangerous there's nothing we can do about it. all those public health measures are useless yeah to um those measures are actually harmful whether it's you know increased risk of suicide or side effects from the vaccine because here's the thing if you unless you really i mean unless you're doing all your research on youtube and facebook if you actually look at the numbers that scientists are publishing the um, the dangers of the vaccine, which billions, if we actually, I had some numbers here, which billions of people have gotten. I think there's like six, seven billion. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that right? Does that sound right? I don't know. A that six, sounds too high, doesn't it? No, I think in terms of total, um, doses, total maybe, doses. Yeah. Number of people vaccinated is definitely not. Um, Anyways, it, it almost doesn't, you know, so you've got six Six to eight, sorry, six point eight billion doses. You've only got about two hundred forty million people who've been infected, mm -hmm. and you've got maybe five million, less than five million who've died. Here it is. All right, so um, six point eight eight billion doses have been given. Yeah. So if you, that's at least three billion people, right? Mm -hmm. um, you've got only two hundred forty four million people who've been infected, which is mm -hmm. less than ten percent. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. And you've got five million deaths. Then. <sighs> It, it, it's important to get a sense of the scale to really know um, what we're talking about when we talk about consequences of the infection mm -hmm. versus consequences of the vaccine. And the vaccine has been surprising, to me at least, surprisingly and ridiculously safe. Mm -hmm. So I, I had some more notes on the, um, the myocarditis stuff we to address that. We could talk forever. But, but we could, yeah, I think yeah. maybe... the. 
Yeah. I mean, we're not trying to force anybody to do anything, but we highly recommend you get vaccinated. It's, it's a good choice to make for yourself and for other people. And if that statement sounds wrong to you, uh, I would love for you to take some time and look up stuff and yeah. figure out for yourself and yeah. really sort of examine why you feel that way. And if at the end of the day you still feel that way, uh, like I said, we're not forcing anybody to do anything. I'm not interested in f- making anybody do something that they're going to really begrudge. But I, ju- I just want people to be safe. And so d- do what yeah. you need to do to keep yourself and your family safe. Uh, we hope that everyone's well. This is a really hard time. Yeah. And I also recognize that there's a lot of people telling you a lot of things and it's sometimes hard to know who to believe. And so my recommendation is just wherever possible, really seek out information and try to look at it and drill down and and think critically about it. Uh, if, if you're scared... If you at all have the yeah. time or resources if, to do And that. if you're scared of the vaccine, then the people in your life that you should probably reach out to would be uh, your doctor, if you have one. Yeah. Who's probably the best equipped to not only understand your specific situation, mm-hmm. but be have the right information to address your concerns. Yeah. So there we go. You don't, uh, don't trust any one person individually either. I mean, you know, there's no one fact source. There's no one person that you're going to go to who's going to tell you exactly the right thing and uh, be the only person that you should go to. And that's including us, right? Oh, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't assume anybody's coming to I us mean, for I, medical I'm information. Assuming, but, you know, obviously, yeah, we don't give medical information, but like, like no one person should be convincing you of anything. No one thing should be your primary fact source, uh, is another thing. And I think that's sort of easy to fall into where, uh, you know, find a, find a diversity of opinions, see what feels right to you, yeah. but, but and then think about why it feels right to you and try to try to engage with it as much as you have energy for yeah. And I know a lot of people also don't have time or energy right. to engage with stuff that way, but you know. Yeah, just don't bring your BS to our channel in the comments. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> yeah. We're happy to talk in good faith. It's the bad faith stuff that, you know, that I feel like we have to address. Yeah, that, that dude's comment was very wrong in a lot of ways. Yeah. And we spent 41 minutes talking about it. I'm going to have to find some longer footage then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, that's it for this week. We've got a very appropriate shout out because this is a shout out to Elisa vaccine product kate and uh she custom printed a shirt uh and is going as a as a chemical uh f- to her work for halloween they a have chemical a halloween costume uh like it it's like a she's got like a white shirt like a white t-shirt with like a label like a chemical right. label on it that's like a vaccine product oh or something okay. she's i don't know if it's technically like a, I mean, everything's a chemical right I don't know yeah. if it's a chemical compound or what, but so the she's, hydride ox, oxide. The she's hydrogen she's oxide going at some vaccine picture. product. I can show you the picture. Okay, I want to see that. Like yeah. yeah. Um, and so the shout out was brought to you by having more money than good sense. I've said, which I, which I don't actually <laughs> I like know that. is true. I think that's actually. I think it's a funny thing, and uh, it's joyful to to dress up as a, a label from your own company so that you look like you're like yeah. a like a vaccine vial or something. I think it's joyful to actually believe that when you're not a billionaire and to feel like you have more money than you need and that you can do things that give you joy. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. I think everybody should have that amount of money. I think everybody should feel like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'd also like to give a huge thank you to all the lovely folks who support us on Patreon. And that would be Victor Gomez, Consul Peasant, and Edwin at the top tier last word. Cinemac and Mohammed Al Shade at your message here tier. Sean Farrell, Daniel Simonson, Aaron Mall, Michael DeVries, Brandon C, Irvin Ruiz, and Eddie Dew at the credited level. And Chris Wolf, Scarlet Danny, Awesome Gamer 2 for 1, Pavu RS, Gavin Malot, and Isfar E at the gratitude level. Here you go. Thanks so much for your support. We'll see you next time.
Komoda.